Parenting Your Child in Recovery, the podcast that speaks the truth about your child's recovery. Relapse is not normal. Phony success rates can't define where your family wants to be in 5, 10, or 15 years from now. And most importantly, your child is not an addict. From 9 to 5, been biting my tongue for all this time, won't let anyone cut me short. I was thinking this was the way to go, and you put up your puppet show. I say cheers to life, no one be no good Hello, my name is Rich Jones, RN, and this is Essential Change, the podcast, episode number 72. We're going to call this one the missing link to recovery. Okay, let's make make an opening statement and get this going. So what I want to do is recommend a bridge to treatment. It's clear that we have superior knowledge of the problem and we have a, a lot of experts in the treatment. But what's in question is... How much absorption is being done by the client and the support system? And what are the things that are hindering the absorption of all this knowledge and training and expertise? So the first thing is we have some things clearly identified. Okay, we, we, we know what the problem is. And that problem for our purposes could be uh, recovery from drugs and alcohol, uh, or maybe a legal situation where someone continues to get in trouble. So we know what the problem is. The problem pretty much makes itself evident. We know who the client is, okay? And when I say the client, for our purposes, we're talking about the individuals. We're talking about support systems, people that are also affected by this problem. Because we're not, when we focus on treating the one person, treatment falls short. I noticed that. And then we're talking about our practitioners, our people with knowledge, our people with expertise. So we got, we got that group together. Okay. So let's agree. Let's act like we're in one of those uh, court TV shows where can we agree on the evidence? Can we, uh, the defendants and the prosecution, can they agree on some things? Well, let's see what we can agree on. We can agree that our practitioners have great knowledge on the subject. Okay, we can agree that our medical practitioners, our, our psychological and social practitioners have a great deal of training on the subject. So we can agree that they are qualified. Let's go into it. Everybody's qualified. Okay, what they call evidence based. We, we've seen what they can do, we've seen how much it can work. Where we disagree is on results. Uh, sitting down with a physician the other day, we were saying, well, this is, there's a 41% effectiveness. And my question was, well, what 41%? Was it 41% that day they asked? Is it 41% overall? How do we know that? Numbers are not what we're looking for, okay? What we're looking for is real-life events, and we get those from people's stories. So we worry about individuals. What is the, the individual's success rate? And we know for a fact that even the numbers suggest that our success rates are fairly low in a number of areas when it comes to uh, recovery and abuse. Numbers are pretty low because we, we know it's a, a colossal problem. Okay, so let's talk about what what some of our experts do, what we do offer education. Uh, 
I'm a firm believer that education is great, but if you're hooking your hat on education to help make a decisive change, I always say that most people have a fairly good understanding of what's not good for them. That's usually not the issue. But education doesn't hurt, so we won't totally throw that out. But let's not hang our hat on education. How about the educate? And we're talking about the client, education of the client, education of the support system. I'm so huge on that. How is the support system educated? Because the support system, a lot of times they don't necessarily care about the facts. They care about the person they're dealing with. So now, what kind of education are we offering that correlates with their feelings toward that? What kind of education are we offering to make them feel stronger, make them feel like they have more ability to step in and, and help and really affect the change in a situation? So we do it. And do these, how much do these educational facts enlighten Enlighten enough to cause change. How much do they? Again, I will say that there's never a reason not to employ them, but let's realize that they are, are a, a junior part of creating a transformation is which, and what we're looking for. Uh, and talking about that missing link and, when, and how we started this was the fact that now we have the practitioners what the court, the defendants, and the prosecution didn't agree on was the role of uh, what we would call encouragers, rah-rah people. That's not, that's maybe up to question. But let's throw them in there. What are the rah-rah, the encouragers, what do they bring to the table without an equal helping or an equal association with new and decisive actions. So we want to include them in uh, the case. Maybe not agreed on by both prosecution and defendants, but we're going to add them in there. The encouragers, the, uh, the people who would look to help the situation. I'm not talking about a detriment thing, but the people that will look to help the situation. Where do they where do they fall? So let's add them in there in the, in this missing link and see what, what they have to do. Are they are they involved in this thing? Because we have to understand that when we talk about the detrimental forces, whatever they may be, I'm not going to go into that in this podcast, but whatever those forces may be, we have to remember all those forces and all those things that are working against our recovery, those things have clear suggestions. They have a clearly defined purpose. They have a clear path in order to help you avail yourself of them. They are, they're, all their planning is all taken care of. They've got a lot. They've got plenty of support, okay? They have a, a clear path, availability, suggestions on use, instructions on use, all the things that will deter of recovery, they have all their ducks in a row. What we're talking about is getting our ducks in a row on the recovery side. So we have to re- start trying to feel like what is what is our missing link? What are we missing? Okay, because we have to start providing a worthy competition for the detrimental uh, forces or products situations. We need to start creating a 
a clear opposition, competition against, a forceful, strong competition. So back to our question, what is the missing link to recovery? My stance, my firm stance is that the missing link to recovery is the fact that the three pieces that we have together, we have the knowledge of the problem, client support, and the practitioners, we're just not working together. We're not working together. And, oh, and let's add in our last piece, our encouragers and our uh, rah-rah support groups. We need to come together and form a strong force head toward this. So let that, let that be the, the essence of this podcast. What are the missing links? How are we going to bring them things together to fight this formidable foe? Okay, so let's hone this message down a little bit for today. We're thinking about helping the families of young adults clarify. Let's go identify, clarify, absorb and initiate the knowledge, the expertise the encouragement of the practitioners and start to be able to take in and use more of their recovery theory and practices in order to defeat this, I like to call detrimental enemy, and that's the enemy against recovery. So let's keep looking for that missing link to recovery because different people that we work or try to help with, that missing link kind of moves around a little bit. There obviously is no one answer. So when you work with people and families and we try to put this together, we got to realize that it's sort of a moving target. We know which one direction to head in and we know what the opposition is, but we need to continue to look for what's missing in their recovery. Bring up that possibility of a complete uh, transformation in a different worldview. Remember, go to secondstars.com. That's number two, N-D-S-T-A-R-T-S dot com. And our Facebook group, Essential Recovery for Families of Young Adults. And in closing, let's remember to continue to help somebody get better, help somebody stay better, help somebody be better. Thank you for joining us on Parenting Your Child in Recovery, a podcast for the families of young adults in recovery. For more information, go to secondstarts.com. That's the number 2-N-D-S-T-A-R-T-S.com and our Facebook group, Parenting Your Child in Recovery. And if you or someone you know loves a young adult in recovery and want a customized premium change to recovery without the guilt and shame of most recovery processes, please go again to secondstarts.com the number 2nd s-t-a-r-t-s dot com and book a free call thank you Forgot all about what I 
never did last night what I do remember that it was real real nice talks about me